Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another new episode of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan, and with me, as always, is my co-host. Uh, what's your name again? Mark. Mark. How are you doing today, Mark? It's Mark. The guy over here is yeah, Mark. Yeah, that guy. I am doing good there, buddy, Alan, uh, of the round table, whose name I know. Yes. Let's see how that goes. Uh, I got to tell you, on my way into the studio... I had my windows down. It's yeah. like it's starting to feel like spring. Yeah. I, I considered opening up the outdoor podcast studio today. Oh. Uh, it's a little chilly out there, but I think in the next three, four weeks, we'll do it. I can't wait. A little more leisurely, just kind of kick it up and yeah. uh, do like what other podcasts do, where they apparently they just talk. They don't really prepare. They just say whatever's on their mind. I think we should do one of those. Oh, for sure. It'd be a disaster, but it will be fun. No, that's the most important thing. We <laughs> want to have fun. I don't really care what anyone else thinks. Do you? No. No, clearly. No. And the reviews show it. <laughs> thank you thank you everybody uh well speaking of everybody welcome back and we're gonna do episode 11 from season four today this is the comeback kid the comeback kid yeah so uh you know this is a, in, in the context we took last week off so we might just remind people and this is in the context of you know leslie's restarted her campaign and we're gonna see how she does with that today that's right that's yeah. right that was one of the christmas gifts that they that they gave her that's exactly right yep. yes no that was terrific uh, this episode had a runtime of 21 minutes and nine seconds, so it's a little on the shorter side. No bonus uh, or uh, supersized episode here to this week. And, um, you know, this episode is actually the midpoint of season four, Mark. We're with episode 11. There are 22 this season. Oh, yeah. So we're halfway through the season as of, the, as of today when we finish. And in nine episodes, we'll be halfway through the series. Wow. Yeah. Episode we're, 20. We're four. something. Yeah. So that's pretty cool to think about. We'll be in the second half of this thing. Oh, let's, let's end it. <laughs> let's bring this home. <laughs> we could just do one mega episode where we cover, I don't know, uh, 60 episodes like in one strap episode? strap in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're just going to go for like three hours. Like this is what happens. Oh, wait a minute. Rest. I think it's funny that you think we can do even two episodes in three hours. Oh, my God. Yeah. We, we talk too much. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. This episode was written by Mike Scully. Uh, we know Mike from Parks and Rec, of course, Simpsons, yep. Duncanville, and uh, Funny Guy. But this Very. is his third of three, so we're, we won't have any more Mike Scully episodes. Oh. But he does stay on as a producer for, I think, a total of 39 episodes. So well, good. Still good. definitely influencing the show from behind the scenes. The guy's got some chops. He does. Yeah. He might just make it. Uh, this episode was directed by Tucker Gates, uh, who we know a little bit from Lost, The Office, Bates Motel, Homeland, and most recently directed a few of the morning show episodes on Apple TV. I don't know if you've seen that. I have not. Yeah, I definitely highly recommend it. But it's a different side of Steve Carell than you, you're used to in The Office. So it's a little jarring at first. Is it different from Space Force? Oh, yes. All right. They're all three very different in their own way. Very good. Yeah. So check it out. I've been watching season two of Space Force. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I, I like that show yes, a lot. me too. Yeah. And our, our buddy Norm Hiscock had a little something to do with that as showrunner of season two. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So thank you, Norm. Well, Mark, sh uh, should we get into our synopses, get this episode on the road? abs of fruitly we should. No, so sorry I said that. I'm sorry you um, said it too. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, I... Um, well, Alan, you know, we like to split these up into stories, and I did that this time. Uh, I split it up into uh, two stories. Correct answer. Oh, thank goodness. There it oh, is. Oh, yay. It's a good it's thing. A good it's answer. a good sound. I like it. All right. So the A story I entitled The Slippery Slope of Politics, which will be funnier later. All right. <laughs> Leslie and the gang are planning a comeback for her campaign. Despite Ben's experience and current unemployment, 
Leslie fears his presence may remind voters of the scandal. And so she asks mm. Anne to be campaign manager. Their efforts take on a two pronged attack. A, the gang organizes a rally at the Pawnee Sports Building, great name, and works together to get everything ready. And they drive a large lumber truck with all their supplies to the rally. But an officer pulls them over, makes them abandon the vehicle. They cram what they can into Leslie's car, but they got to leave a lot of the supplies behind. Oh, what are they going to do? B, the other uh, prong there, Anne manages to land high school basketball legend Pistol Pete DeCilio, who's willing to endorse Leslie, but doesn't want to talk about his famous gamers, famous dunk. Um, Ann tries to talk him into dunking uh, during the rally. Pete opens up more about his life problems and gets more and more uncomfortable. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. What will happen? Where did the three legged dog come from? And is he a better kisser than Andy? <laughs> Who ends up crying harder, Pistol Pete or Ann? What unfortunate choice does Leslie make for her rally theme song? Stay tuned to find out. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, that's good. Uh, I, I named that one three legged campaign. <laughs> Very good. See what I did there? Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly yeah. do. How about right. your B story? My B story I entitled Calzones, Lies, and Videotape. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Thank you. I really like that one. That's better than mine. I'll just say it right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Chris Chris visits an unshaven and unkempt Ben at his home where he is clearly trying to adjust to unemployment. Chris sees Ben involved in several, quote, hobbies such as reading books and calzone making uh, chris believes ben is depressed using the hobbies as a distraction but he doesn't say anything hoping ben will figure it out for himself ben eventually throws down the gauntlet intending to prove to chris how not depressed he is by showing him the claymation video he created <laughs> over the last three weeks how will this turn out what does Chris think of Ben's new Italian fast food idea? Well, what if he uses low fat ingredients? <laughs> Will Ben's clay mesh serve to bolster or weaken his I'm fine argument? Hmm. Stick around. All will be revealed. Dot, dot, dot. Very good job. Yeah. Nice. Um, I, I just simply called that one herbal intervention. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah, it, yeah. it pales in comparison to your uh, your sex lies and videotape. We can't all be yeah. genius. Yeah, no, no that's we right. can't. That's true. Well, Mark, how about AKAs? What'd you come up with for this episode? How about them AKAs. All right. Well, I had trouble picking one, not because there weren't good lines. There are a lot of good lines this one. Yeah, it's like picking your favorite child. Yeah, yeah, easy. And just not telling the others. That's that's the right way <laughs> that, to do that, it. Yeah, that's really the yeah. trick there. Um, so I have three. Because I, uh, I, there's two stories, but the the Leslie story, as I said, kind of has the two prongs. Yeah. So I kind of I saw I how you that. cheated today. We all saw it. I totally cheated there. Mm -hmm. um, so as a matter of fact, I didn't even do this right, but here they are. So, <laughs> so one one is from Andy. And it's from the very beginning of the relatively beginning of the show, and uh, <laughs> Leslie runs into the politicos. And uh, she's trying to kind of save face because she's embarrassed because they're mm -hmm. there maybe for someone yeah. else and not mm -hmm. not her. Um, and she says, you know, my team is awesome. They're they're they're, they're going to destroy everybody. And just as an example of how awesome her team is, Andy all of a sudden comes out into the hallway where she's talking to the politicos and says, my a.k.a. I tried to make ramen in the coffee pot and I broke everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy, I have another one from Ron. Where uh, they are trying to get the 
supplies that they need for uh, the rally. Yeah. And so they're loading up a big truck uh, full of the supplies. Sure. And now they're, they got to fit everyone in the cab. And at a certain point, Tom did not a lot of room for him. So yeah. they got to make do. And mm-hmm. Ron just says, Tom, we're running late. Be a man and sit on that girl's lap. <laughs> you know why I like that one? Hmm. That was also one of mine. Oh, nice. Yeah. But I, I knew this might happen given your man crush on Ron. Oh, so totally. I chose an alternate just to be prepared. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Then that, that's one of mine. Yeah. Um, then my third one, it comes from Ben, which is uh, kind of the one spot at the very beginning where the two stories cross over a little bit. And Ben is kind of sitting unkempt and unshaven. It's kind of early in the episode and he's reading a book. And all of a sudden you hear jingle, jingle, and you see this three-legged monstrosity clumber into the room. And uh, apparently he he asked April and Andy, how many legs did that dog have when you found him? <laughs> Which knowing that was a fair question. Damn it, Mark. Seriously. No. Yes. Did I really? Yes. Two for two. Two for two. And wow. I, I picked alternates for both. Just in case. Well, that's one of mine then. Okay. So what are yours? What are yours that aren't at all of mine? Well, here are my two inferior ones. Uh-huh. Clearly not my first choices. But, all right. You know, I have to come prepared to this thing. Well, you lose. Go ahead. <laughs> well, from the A storyline, um, <laughs> there's a point where April, you know, has made a mistake. Let's just say that. And she's trying to walk out of it and basically says, you know, she didn't know. Right. Right. Uh, She says, or maybe he did tell me, but he was so stupid and boring that I wasn't listening. And either way, it was his fault because he was stupid and I hated him. Oh, been there, done that. (laughs) I like that. I want that on a shirt, but I'm not sure it'll fit. Uh, then on the B storyline, of course, there's a moment where, you know, Chris is kind of mentoring Ben through this uh, this episode. He might be depressed. We'll find out later. Uh-huh. <laughs> he says, OK, look, what you're feeling right now is regret and shame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to lay it out for you. I, I feel like you just put it out there and you got to deal with it. Yup. I like it. Me too. Well, nice job on the AKs, Mark. Let's get into the breakdown for this episode. And I think you're going to kick us off with our cold open. That is correct, sir. On another roundtable. All right. Well, this is a, I'd say this is a midsize uh, cold open, 76 seconds ish, uh, definitely plot relevant. So we start out at City Hall where a lot of the good ones start and we see Leslie enter the bullpen with the rest of the gang, which in this case consists of April, Andy, Donna, Jerry, Ron, Tom and Ann. Uh, the gang's already present. Leslie comes in and apparently she's made some sort of decision regarding her campaign. You know what? Let's have Harvey cue this one up. I think we should do that. Is Constantine not here this week? No, he has a, he has the week off. He had a thing? That's what he said. <laughs> well, we'll find out. I think Onion Fest is playing somewhere in the oh, country. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, goody, you're all here. Now, I know I'm not supposed to talk about my campaign in the office, but last night I made a decision about who should be my campaign manager. This is a huge job. This is going to require a lot of late night one-on-one jam sessions with me, and we're going to bounce ideas off of each other. You're going to have to take calls from me anytime, day or night. Yeah. <laughs> the person I have chosen is, drumroll please, Ann Perkins. Yep. Hey, give it up for Ann. Oh, good choice. 
Leslie, I don't know the first thing about running a political campaign. Man, you beautiful tropical fish. You're <laughs> smart as a whip, and you're cool under pressure. You've resuscitated a human heart in your bare hands. No, I haven't. You haven't? No. You will. You're that good of a nurse. <laughs> what about Ben? I mean, he ran for mayor at 18 and one. Ben is poison in my campaign. Mm. Our relationship is the reason why my advisors pulled out. Mm. Anne, don't listen to your head or your heart. Just look at my eyes and say yes. Okay, yes. Yes! I believe in you, Anne. Thank you. And your first job as my campaign manager is to start dressing like one. I don't want to have this conversation again. <laughs> again, you just hired me eight seconds ago. Wow, you're doing a really bad job. <laughs> wow. Oh, thank you, April. Yeah. I like that cold open. I do too. Yeah, it was a good one. Well, Mark, after the cold open, we open up the main episode with Leslie bragging about how awesome her new campaign team is. She says they're real killers. And she didn't even know about the coffee pot with the ramen at that point. <laughs> I love that, AKA. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, this is this is what I was alluding to uh, in the sy synopsis or in the AKAs. Yes, yeah, them. Wh whatever I said earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Leslie's walking down the hallway at City Hall and she runs into William and Elizabeth, a.k.a. the Politicos. And at first, Leslie thinks maybe, like, have they had a change of heart or Ooh. maybe they are there to see her? And they said they are not. <laughs> they are <laughs> meeting with other potential candidates, which she gets a little defensive. Like, well, yeah. so who are you meeting with? Are they good as me? I bet they're yeah, not. The body's not even dead yet. Because my team is really good. And, and she starts to brag about her new team. Uh, with <laughs> with uh, mixed results, uh, especially thanks to Andy coming in and the ramen and the coffee pot. And, you know, so, yeah. Well, yeah. And she does admit in a talking head that she no longer has a highly trained professional campaign manager team. Yeah. But you know what? So what? Are most murders committed by highly trained professional assassins? No. Yeah. They're committed by friends and coworkers. <laughs> Wait, that analogy was better in my head. <laughs> uh, it's funny and deadly because it's true. It is true. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Well, Mark, our, our next scene is over at Tref Cab, as you like to call it, which is, <laughs> what, what is that again? That's the it's residence the formerly resident, known. The residence yeah. formerly known as Burley's. Yeah, Tref Cab. Yeah, which is where Andy, April, and, and uh, the other guy, Ben, all live <laughs> together now. They do. It's like the Brady Bunch, but not nearly <laughs> as good. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, this scene, I think, really epitomizes this spirit of being a champion uh, it's not always about how you can dig with limbs that god gave you no it's not <laughs> that was excellent thank you all right so yeah at at the <clears throat> tref cab i'd love that it's um, gonna catch on we we see it's gonna catch on hashtag tref cab uh we're gonna see an unshaven ben sitting there in a jeans and a hoodie and uh he's got a box of sugar rice pops on his don't, lap don't forget the letters from cleo t-shirt too it's, it's it's critical he's wearing a letters from cleo t-shirt uh, all all the signs are there yes and he's reading a book i didn't catch what book that was did you catch it? Yes, but I've forgotten. Oh, well. So it, let's yeah. just say. Thanks it was for book. pointing that out. Yeah. So we aren't doing our this job. This is good so, audio. Yeah, sorry. This is great. We're going to have Harvey take this out. All right. So we all of a sudden, um, now it's interesting again. Uh, now all of a sudden we hear the squeak of the front door, followed by bells jingling that you might find on an animal collar. And then a three-legged dog kind of clumbers its way <laughs> into the room <laughs> and just stares at Ben. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And what else so you say? April and Andy quickly follow, looking for the dog who they apparently have named Champion. And they ask Ben if they can keep him, 
Although using uh, underhanded tactics, like yes. uh, just say the word and champion goes back to the pound where he can be put down and killed forever. So he, he's not going to send a dog. Like, you know, a three-legged three dog, dog anyway. Yeah, Maybe so, a four-legged So dog. he reluctantly agrees. So apparently they now have a dog. Yeah. But he's not going to take care of them for them. Nice if he did something. Yeah, that's true. Dude isn't working. That's true. Cruel but fair. <laughs> Cruel but fair. I love that. Yeah. Well, Mark, the gang is gathered at one of the many public buildings in Pawnee. I know it's one of these buildings we don't really recognize uh, to talk strategy, campaign themes and Hawaiian shirts. Oh, I see. I, I thought for sure that you're going to name this building. I, I thought about it, yeah. but I didn't know. I'm not that creative this week. No, you just call it like the Jeff building. The Jeff building. OK, yeah. so they're in the, the shelter. J. J. <laughs> see, see, there you go. I did. It. There you go. I, I can we're be back your, to normal. I'm your muse. OK, so we're at the, the shelter J public building there. And um, it's kind of like a place where you might expect them to hold a public forum. Yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of spacious, but not huge. Yeah. I think you rent these out to maybe have small group meetings, things like that. So the, the gang's all there. Ron, Donna, Jerry, Tom, April, Andy. Yeah. And, and, for, and, and champion. And champion. Heretofore known as the campaign gang. That's right. Yes. The campaign gang. And they are meeting with Leslie and Ann to plan their next steps for Leslie's campaign. So several discussion points are brought up, Alan. A, Leslie and Ann reveal the theme. The comeback kid. Yes. B, Excellent. April rented the Pawnee Sports Building. <laughs> the people at NBC must have named that building. I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. For the rally. Mike Sure was not involved in that. No. no. Uh, C, Ron is constructing the stage and not some fly-by-night contractor. <laughs> and D, Champion apparently has a mouth on him. <laughs> Mark, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh -huh. yeah, is, there's a April's basically using champion to kind of deflect, you know, her, her job duties and trash Ann there a little bit. Yeah. What made it into the bloopers is even funnier. And I think we're going to play it at the end. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. You, and you know what I loved about this? I'll just make a comment yeah. about that. Yeah. In the past, I have compared this show a few times, probably more times than I should have to another show that I know is dear to our hearts, sure. Arrested Development. Yes. And when April, <laughs> when, when the, Ann asks April a question and then April said, shut up, Ann, I told you never to talk to me. Was it just <laughs> me or did that have echoes of Franklin? <laughs> it really did. Didn't it? Like a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know what to say that now. It's true, isn't it? No, it's absolutely true. You're yeah. right. Yeah. It just it caught me off guard. I wasn't thinking about that. See, now I, I, in my mind, I'm singing all the Franklin songs I know uh -huh. that, that we can't that's air. That's pretty good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and as you alluded to, Ron has a really great quotable here. Oh, yeah. 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 He basically says, look, I, I don't want to, you know, uh, paint with a broad brush here, but every single contractor in the world is a miserable, incompetent thief. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, 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 he didn't want to generalize. He takes pride he in really his does. woodworking. And yeah. and that's at the end. He's like, Leslie wanted to hire a contractor to build a stage. <laughs> like a yeah. big scoff. Like, yeah, he's not letting that happen. Nah, not on not, his watch. Not on his buddy watch. Buddy boy. Yeah. We'll see how he does. Yeah. <clears throat> well, meanwhile, back at the house. Uh, yeah. The traffic cab place. Yeah. April and Andy are at work uh, or at least helping Leslie. And, and Ben is exploring some new hobbies uh, for, for home. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I redo that? Sorry. Yeah. Thanks. That was awkward. Hello, teams. <clears throat> 
Meanwhile, back at the house, April and Andy are at work. So Ben is at home alone and, uh, you know, he's exploring some new hobby options. He certainly is. We um, we see uh, still unshaven Ben reading a book now entitled. I did catch the title of this one. It, what was it? Did someone say Calzone? Oh, is yes. the title of it. Yeah. And then we hear a rhythmic knocking. And Chris enters, uh, just checking in with Ben, seeing yeah. how he's doing. And Ben excitedly tells Chris about his <clears throat> hobbies, including making calzones and claymation videos. Chris <laughs> supportively smiles at Ben before turning to the camera in a talking head and saying, Ben is massively depressed <laughs> and he needs my help. Oh, gosh. Well, while that's going on, Mark, over at NOPE 2012 headquarters, we learn an important lesson about the Internet and exactly what Anne has been able to do so far as Leslie's campaign manager. Oh, holy cow. Well, we, we kind of alluded to this a little bit, I think, in our in our synopses. But yeah, Leslie finds out from Anne. I think she knew this before, but she's excited just because she's yeah, reminded of yeah, it. Of course. They're, they're at the campaign headquarters there at uh, Anne's house. And Anne tells Leslie that in five minutes, Pistol Pete DeCilio should arrive. He's a local Pawnee hero yeah. who became famous during a basketball game for a last second dunk against Eagleton to clinch victory. Um, I think, <laughs> didn't she say uh, the, the reason the internet got brought up is she said, Oh, oh man, yeah. you, you know, I complained about how you're dressed yeah. and you look really, really good, really campaigny. Yeah. And Ann said, yeah, I look on the, the Googles there and, and uh, apparently campaign managers wear a lot of dark, yeah. like a dark colors. Yeah. And so I wear dark colors. Now I look like campaign manager. And That's she right. says, well, so I told you there's lots of internet stuff besides naked guys. Yeah, that's right. Huh? <laughs> Caught Ann a little bit off guard. Leslie would know. Yeah. <laughs> well, while Ann and Leslie are working hard on the guest list, Tom is also hard at work, working on his network of contacts to make this event have the correct amount of class or, you know, at least the best carpeting. So, yeah, the, the gang is at, uh, I think, like a, a lumber warehouse of some sort. And they may have been have they may have other things in the truck as well, but they're loading wood, at least onto a truck. And Tom is on his cell phone while they're doing this because he doesn't do the physical labor. No, you know of that. course not. And no. he's talking to his carpet guy because he has a guy for everything, he apparently does. arranging red carpet to be delivered to the rally. Because, you know, how are you going to do make an event classy on a budget? Red, red carpet. carpet. There you go. And we then cut to Ron, Tom, Andy, April, and Champion. Um, they've got everything loaded into the truck. So now they're all trying to squeeze into the <laughs> cab of the truck. And the, Tom ends up having to make some sacrifice. I already alluded to this yeah. where he's like, well, can I, I, I want to sit somewhere, but can I sit on Andy's lap? Like, no, Champion called that. <laughs> like, well, so you have to sit on April's lap. Like, no, I don't want to do that. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Tom, we're already late. Now be a man and sit on that girl's lap. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Very meekly. That's so good. Yeah. I love, too, that, uh, you know, uh, as he's talking about, you know, the carpet he's going to buy from his buddy, Akesh. Yeah. He pulls off a loafer and says, oh, what's in my shoe? Red carpet insole. Everywhere I go, I'm walking on red carpet. Well, I got to tell you. It's, not, it's, it's, it's not the worst idea he's had. I'll, I'll give him props for this. Yeah. Maybe uh, he could turn that around and sell it somehow. I like it when the X-Men can actually use their powers for good and not evil. Yes, me too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or something less nerdy, but yes. <laughs> yes. 
Well, back at NOPE 2012 headquarters, yep. we finally get to meet the infamous Pete DeCilio, and Leslie kicks out some old school moves from breaking to Electric Boogaloo. Oh, but she should not have. No, she should not. Um, so yeah, this is this is a pretty short scene, but yeah, basically Pistol Pete arrives, and they all greet each other, and they make introductions, and he seems like a nice guy. He seems like he's excited to be there, and they're excited to have him, and they don't really get into any details before we see a little Leslie talking head, I think back in Anne's kitchen where she's telling us, I am so impressed and excited. I, I can't believe Anne pulled this off. Oh, 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 I think I might break dance. And then, you know, she attempts to let's call it tries to break. Dance, tries. And then Anne says, we're what you doing that we're in here talking. She's like, okay, thank God. And so she stops and goes to join them, which I think is best. Well, back at the truck, Mark, if there's one thing we know that's the that truckers love to sound their horn when you do that little pull down signal. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, from the backseat of your parent's station wagon. Well, Andy apparently loves it too. It's for the kids. Alan. It is for the kids. <laughs> so Ron and the gang or a little subsection of the gang anyway, uh, or as many as they could fit in the cab of the That's truck, right. are driving down the street in the large truck full of lumber and maybe some other stuff. Um, after a brief but entertaining kissing contest, which Champion handily won, apparently, Andy looks over by Ron, sees the hanging chain slash lanyard to Ron's left that sounds the air horn, and with a look of glee, reaches across Ron while he's driving and repeatedly honks the horn, despite Ron's protests. Until a police siren blares for them to pull over. Oh, look, they even love it. <laughs> I'm just going to tell them that we heard him. Heard you, bud. <laughs> oh, Andy's a sweet doofus. What what was the what was the uh, trope that you introduced? Uh, stupid simple Andy. Sweet stupid Andy. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back at Nope headquarters, uh, Pete is not exactly on board with Leslie's big theme tie-in, and uh, you know, insert my shocked Home Alone face here. Uh, she's not ready to take no for an answer. Oh, oh my gosh. The drama, Alan, yeah, the know. drama. It's intense. So, yeah, Leslie is laying out her plans for Pete to support her campaign. I mean, it's not real uh, intricate. Basically, she wants him to come out and yeah. dunk the ball sure. and say to the crowd, voting for Leslie Nope is a slam dunk. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. However, while Pete thinks a lot of Leslie and will happily endorse Leslie, he does not want to use his famous uh, dunk slash yeah. basketball game in this manner. He's he's tired of talking about it and it's feels like living like, in the past. He feels like he's living in the past. Yeah. And this throws a bit of a kink into Leslie's plans. Well, Leslie does try to sell it. She says, look, the past is great. The jitterbugs, stagecoaches. Herman, Herman Munster. Munster. Oh, he's Fred Gwynn. You don't do better than him. <laughs> you really don't. Just watch I Love I, I yeah. Love Vinny. My cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. Yes, the other yeah. one. The Utes. <laughs> the what? <laughs> the Utes. Uh, I like, too, that Aunt kind of comes in here and, you know, she's like, um, you know, Leslie's just being obnoxious saying, look, I think you want to dunk. You want to dunk. Yeah. yeah but Aunt comes in and says, um, you know, he says, I'm not going to dunk the ball. And she says, well, what about a layup? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not a dunk. She's trying to compromise. It is a bit of a compromise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see. We'll see if Pete will do it. But it doesn't quite have the ring. A vote for Leslie is a layup. No, it doesn't. No. Slam dunk works a little better. It does. It really does. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, back at the truck, once again, one of Pawnee's finest has answered Andy's horn call and has a few other things to share with them as well. That is correct, Sir Allen of the Roundtable. 
So back with Ron and the gang in the truck, they have now been pulled over and they uh, they are all still in the cab uh, with Ron in the driver's seat talking to Officer Len Hugif. That's not his name. It is. You're it, making it, this I up. am not. I am. I'm being the truth there. Uh, Officer Len Hugif. Is the the same episode that gives us Pawnee Sports Building. Yeah. Gives us Len Hugif. I think maybe different people are in charge of certain names <laughs> for this. You know what? This is actually pretty funny. Let's have Harvey cl- play this clip. I like it. Officer, I've been operating heavy machinery since I was eight years old. Now, I respect you and your service to this town and your country, but what laws are we breaking exactly? Oh, boy. Well, you got four people in the front seat. Nobody's wearing a seatbelt. You were speeding and blasting your horn through the hospital zone. The rear of the vehicle's open, the breeze has been falling out, and you don't have a commercial license to drive a truck. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Well, we have a philosophical difference on what constitutes a law. I need to see your hands, and could you step out of the vehicle, please? Hi. I just wanted you to know we're about to be arrested. Oh, my God, April, that's horrible. Where are you? My mother's butt. Really? That's really helpful. Let me talk to her. April, this is city council candidate Leslie Nose. Do not make any trouble. Sit tight. I'm on my way. Wow, you just hung up on her? She'd already hung up on me. Oh, my gosh. That's wow. Good. good stuff. So the, the only other thing I think that happens in this scene is before Leslie goes to rescue the gang from the nefarious officer, Len Hugif, yeah. uh, she turns to Anne. And this is kind of where they have the two pronged attack thing. Oh, you know, yeah. She emphasizes yeah. how important it is. She's pulling at like milkshake sipping levels of one percent. That's right. How important it is that Pistol Pete, a Pawnee legend, dunks during her rally yeah. and tells her and do whatever it takes to make that happen. Well, maybe not anything, but yeah. almost. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- short of any kind of sexual favors. Yeah. Which Anne apparently wasn't going to offer. Weird. But then what was even more weird is Leslie was a little offended that and was like, but I was a little offended that you wouldn't be willing. Like, okay, you need, you need to <laughs> go. go. <laughs> well, Mark, once in a decade or so, an idea emerges that is so good that you think, man, why didn't I think of that? Well, Ben does not have that idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does, doesn't. Not. Um, yeah. He does not. So back at <clears throat> Treff Cab. Hashtag. It's not going to um, stick. It's going gonna, it's gonna to catch up. It's, it's like wildfire, Alan, like wildfire. At Tref Cab, we see Chris continuing to talk to Ben. He's clearly a little concerned about his friend, about his friend's state of mind. Yeah. And he's like, so, Ben, look, looking at the camera. <laughs> so, Ben, why, why Calzones? And um, Ben, on the other hand, yeah. is taking great joy. Maybe well, he's thought this through. Yeah, maybe he's taking a little bit too much joy explaining his vision of Italian fast casual dining. Yeah. Uh, a portable, delicious meal that is its own container. In addition, maybe to get Chris on board. Yeah. Ben intends to use low fat ingredients. Well, and, sure. And name it the low cal calzone zone. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> to to Ben now here's the here's the genius. To Ben's face, Chris attempts to smile big and seem supportive. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. That idea is literally the greatest idea I have ever heard in my life. Yeah. To us via Talking Head, <laughs> uh-huh. that idea is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be supportive of his buddy, though. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what? Ben's on to something, though. There is no. There's fast food Mexican. There's fast food Chinese. There really isn't fast food Italian. Well, what about pizza? 
Okay, there's pizza. <laughs> How about Fazoli's? Oh, yeah, there's Fazoli's too. Okay. You know what? Maybe he's not on something after all. Yeah. Like, you know, he's fun to watch, but I don't know that's going to happen. It's like the beginning of a meltdown. (laughs) Well, Mark, back at the truck, Leslie is on the scene and we'll get a chance to see exactly how much these men in uniform really love Leslie, including Officer Len. Mm, Well, we know it's a lot. So yeah. we'll we'll see. All right. So back with Ron and the gang at the now pulled over truck, Leslie has arrived on the scene and is talking to Officer Len Hugif. That's really his name. You know, in the script, it says Glenn. You're making that up. No, I just saw it. Really? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that doesn't she actually call him Len? No, she says, uh, Glenn, you're killing me. No, she does not. She says, Len, you're making now you're screwing. No, with me. I'm not. You folks, he's screwing. Let's go to the tape. (laughs) I'm going to play it. All right. Now we got to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah, Here we go. Whoever's wrong has to tell Harvey he's not getting a raise this year. Glenn, you're killing me. No. They broke about 50 laws. No. All right. (sighs) All right. So I'll script it out for you, but you have to be the one to tell him. Fair enough. All right. So anyway, so Leslie's talking to Officer Len Hugif. I just love that last name. That's so good. Leslie assures him that she will pay all associated fines. But come on, please, please, please. I'm in the middle of a rally. Please let my my team go. I I need them. After a little convincing, Officer Len finally agrees to let them go. But unless one of them has a commercial license, which they don't, they will have to leave the truck there. Mm. Which means they're probably going to leave a lot of supplies as well. I think they're going to have to. Yeah. yeah. Only what will ever fit in the back of that car. In the Leslie Mobile. Yeah. 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 Well, over at campaign headquarters, Anne is really putting on the charm and she might be making some progress here. (laughs) Anne is talking to Pete, not Pistol Pete. I think she calls him Peter. Like, tell me about that, Peter. Um, Trying her best to convince him to dunk at the rally. And Anne is being polite and respectful, which leads to Pete starting to open up about his life and his issues. He probably never had anyone ask him about it before. Being a living legend in a small town like Pawnee is sort of a double edged sword. And Anne starts to find that out. Yeah. I mean, he says he goes on to say that dunk made me famous, but sometimes life dunks you. Yeah. We're getting deep here. Yeah. And you notice he says that and Anne goes, doink, and <laughs> does a little mug to the camera. <laughs> like, okay, did that really happen? Oh, goodness. Well, Mark, you know that old axiom that one person's running endorphins or another man's claymation video? I've heard that. Uh, no, I think I have that wrong. I'm sorry. Oh, I still heard it. I you heard wrong, that? I wonder what's wrong with That's me. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 So we're back at <clears throat> Tref Cab. Good God. Hashtag. It's going to catch on like wildfire. Ben has moved on to filming a claymation video. And claymache. Chris, claymache. That's what the kids call it. Uh, and Chris continues to talk to him, making a few suggestions like going for a jog, etc. And when Ben refuses, Chris takes the more direct approach, telling Ben, you are wildly, insanely depressed and gives him a big hug. And Ben just looks confused. Well, I, I, this is a f- famous meme now. Right. I mean, he basically oh, says, yeah, yeah. hey, I'm the furthest thing from depressed. I mean, look at what I've accomplished. Do you see him? Do you think a depressed person can make this? <laughs> he holds up the little golem. No. That's terrible. Do you think that's him? Like, do you think he made- I think that's Ben. I think it is yeah. too. It's like a self-portrait in clay. 
So this is like the 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 uh, what's the doll where you poke it and, <laughs> and people feel things. A voodoo doll. He'd made it, he made yeah. he made a he made a homunculus of himself. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He might want to talk about that with a real therapist, not just Chris. I think maybe. Yeah. Mark, in these next two short scenes, I think we are basically seeing the aftermath of what are two different plans going a bit off track. So, yeah, back with uh, Leslie, the gang, the truck and the rally supplies. As we mentioned before, no one can drive the truck away. So they have crammed all the supplies they can, lumber, et cetera, uh, into and on top of the (laughs) Leslie mobile. And Leslie is trying to keep her cool, but it looks like she might be getting a little rattled at this point. And Leslie gives Anne a quick call. But unfortunately, as shown by a quick camera shot from Anne's house, (laughs) Anne is too busy listening to Pistol Pete go on and on about his life problems to answer the phone. Yeah, including A, he was grew up in a strict Roman Catholic household. Yup. And B, his father was more of a stick than carrot guy. Yup. Yeah. Poor Pete. I know. Yeah. Well, Mark, as Andy would say in a somewhat famous meme, I don't know what faffing is now, and I'm afraid to ask. (laughs) But in any case, um, Chris knows Ben, and I think he's truly concerned for him. I I think you're right. Yeah. So we're back at Trefcab. Chris continues to try to get through to Ben, suggesting all of his hobbies have just been the the phrase you used, him faffing around. And Ben said, no, 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 I'm not faffing around. Uh, Ben is not only convinced that he's fine, but he wants to convince Chris that he's fine. And he intends (laughs) to do this by showing him his claymation video, the end result of three weeks of hard work. Yeah. So, Gotta be pure genius. So um, let me let me paint a picture here. Please do. Chris grins and says, "Okay." Ben starts the video on his laptop. We hear the opening notes to "Stand" by REM yeah. start to play in the background. On a black screen, we see the text "Ben Wyatt presents" appear and fade away, followed by the text "Requiem for a Tuesday." <laughs> The video then shifts to a little claymation bedroom with a little claymation guy who I'm assuming has been yeah. getting out of his little claymation bed. He stands up. He turns 45 degrees to his left. <laughs> he starts to take a step and everything stops and we see a black screen. And Did his computer break? Chris looks at the blank screen. He looks down. He looks at Ben and says, <laughs> Did you pause it? <laughs> ben says, no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. Ben starts the video again. And then the same series of events happens. Stand by REM plays. Ben Wyatt presents Requiem for a Tuesday. Claymation bedroom. Stands up. Takes a single step. Stop. Screen goes black. Alan, I think if you exclude the title screens, yeah. there's only like three seconds, three seconds. of actual animation. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Ben at this point goes, oh, my God. That's the whole thing. That's that's three weeks of work. And he proceeds to have a bit of a meltdown. Well, Chris says, you're going to be OK. And he says, no, no, I'm not. You see, in my head, I thought that was really cool. I emailed Leslie two days ago and I compared it to Avatar. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. And how can it not be longer? OK, look, what you're feeling right now is regret and shame. Yes, my AKA. But we are going to get through this. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I can relate. I honestly can. Yep. Until it stopped being anything. Yeah. It wasn't bad. No, it was pretty good for 2.7 seconds. Have you ever done claymation? I've done stop motion, and which is a very similar technique. It's painfully slow. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I still haven't finished my Lego minifigure adventure from 1994. 
I, I, I started a claymation video at one point. Did you really? And Did it have a claymation mark? It, it, uh, no, no. Cause no one wants to see that. <laughs> no, I think it was like a claymation. Uh, is that a claymation Doritos bag next to him? What is that? Look, claymation Mark wants what claymation Mark wants. <laughs> it was painfully slow. It, it is. Yeah. I'd like to, to the extent that I, nothing good came of my yeah. efforts. I did it for an hour and said, yeah. screw this. I can't do it. That's I don't funny. have the patience. Yeah. But but in all seriousness, the art form that is stop motion, like if you watch, you know, Nightmare Before Christmas or one of oh, those. Yeah. Movies, yeah. It's amazing. It is. It's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating when they do it right. Anyway, back to our podcast. Yeah. This show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, the campaign gang has arrived at uh, PSB Mark. That's what I call Pawnee Sports uh, Building. That's a good one. It's better than the, the real name. Uh, <laughs> and this is their opportunity to get the plan back on track. So um, uh, should we just play this and find out what happens? Yes, please. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Okay. No word from Anne. April, I need a status report. How's it looking out there? Perfect, but just one thing, it's not a basketball court anymore, it's a nice skating rink. Don't. Wait, what? Why? What happened? The stupid guy called to book this place didn't tell me they took off the basketball floor for a hockey game. Or maybe he did tell me, but he was so stupid and boring that I wasn't listening. <laughs> and either way, it was his fault because he was stupid and I hated him. Ron, how's the stage coming? Well, since we had to jettison the bulk of the wood, and this is the <laughs> biggest I could make it. Oh my God. Well. Good Lord. What happened to the rest of my face? <laughs> we had the Jetsons most of the poster too, but I kind of like it because windows are the eyes to the house. Wow. Okay, I got Pistol Pete. Good. Where is he? Right now, he's curled up in the backseat of my car talking about his father, who is a piece of work. <laughs> I actually think he did the best he could for a single father, but I may be too close to the situation. Anyway, the important news is that he's here. Good. Is he going to dunk for me? I'm not sure. I couldn't hear through all the crying. He's crying? No, I was crying. It's been a stressful day. and He's had a really rough life. Oh, my God. We should cancel it, right? Maybe we should cancel it? Yeah. Jerry, you were in charge of getting a crowd. Please tell me that you pulled a Jerry and no one's here. Uh, okay, well, first of all, I don't like it when you guys use that term. <laughs> for the record... I came through. There are almost a hundred people out there. Oh, damn it, Jerry. You just had to do your job, didn't you? Yeah, can't you do anything wrong, Jerry? <laughs> I've been looking at our utter and complete lack of experience as a positive thing, but I'm starting to think it might actually be a problem. The, uh, the one time they need him to pull a one, Jerry. You had one job, Jerry, and you did it right, damn it. I know, I know. Um, so a, a couple of visual aspects to that. Um, Ron being the woodworking savant he did tried to do the best he could with the yeah. supplies he had. What would you, th that looks like maybe four by four. Oh, not even not three in, by three. If not even. And it's yeah. a teeny tiny square. I'm not sure my elbow to elbow could get in there. It's a yeah. pretty, it's pretty yeah. small there. Yeah. And then the banner, I think there was at one point a huge, huge yeah, banner. It was giant. And then it's like, there's just a stripe yeah. of it. And it like shows Two her eyeballs. eyes almost like she's doing peekaboo. But it does say nope next to it, at least. That at least is a, is a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Luck. Yeah. All luck. <laughs> I, Mark, I, I love, Andy is... Um, what, stupid and sweet is that what i said yeah yeah he 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 also is gonna jetson this thing <laughs> like he's just so dumb that was so hilarious uh, since uh. we had to jettison the bulk of the wood so, yeah we had to jetson a lot of the, <laughs> the poster too <laughs> oh oh good stuff oh andy well, Mark, things are not going well. And at this juncture, I think you just need to remember the expression, teamwork makes the dream work. Or maybe we just go to the nearest bar.
Yeah, I like that saying yeah, better. The the, the 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 last one's the better plan. So we're at uh, we're still at the PSB, which we'll call the PISBA, the PISBA. Uh, the, the the locker room, which they're you know trying to get ready for the rally. And Leslie, I think is Leslie is rattled, but I still think that she's thankful for her team. Yeah. and she tells them, "Thank you for all your time and effort. I appreciate it. I'm going to try to go out there and muddle through this." thing as best i can you guys should all go ahead and leave Run. and let let's meet up at the nearest bar after this and puts an immediate stop to that noise and says no we're not leaving okay we're the reason that leslie is in this mess it's our mess we are going to stay here and we're going to go out there as a team and of all people ron backs Anne up yeah i like it reiterating you know Anne's right doesn't even call her jenny Calls her by her real name. <laughs> Anne's right. You know, we're a team and we're going to go out there together. So at that point, Ron puts his hand out and others put their hands on his. And, One and, of champions. And, and arms. Andy puts champions uh, <laughs> paw on top of the pile and they all yell, go team. So I don't know, Alan, they're, they're being positive. Their energy yeah. is up. They're smiling. Maybe they can do this. They're going to make the most of it. Yep. Yeah. Well, Again, Mark, the plan finally has the chance to redeem itself, and this event could go wonderfully with no further hiccups. Uh, Mark, what happens instead of that thing I just said, though? <laughs> this this scene is some of the best absurdist comedy that I've, I've ever seen. I wish there was a way to play this for our, our, our viewers at home. If only they were viewers. I know. But, I know. Yeah. So here here's my here's yeah. my my, us, my humble attempt at painting a picture. Yeah, here. put us there, Mark. <laughs> Well, so we we the scene starts. We see Leslie and the gang and Champion all confidently and energetically marching out onto the floor. Everybody has big smiles. People are cheering all around them, and the music of Gloria Estefan's <laughs> "Get on Your Feet" is in the background. So it's just very positive vibe, and you think, "Oh my gosh, this is they might do this." And they all step onto the red carpet. So you know what? Yay, Tom. Good, good job, man. They step onto the red carpet that Tom had acquired for them. And Leslie is beaming as she waves at the crowd. And they walk down the red carpet and then get about halfway between the entrance doors and Ron's tiny stage <laughs> and see the carpet just stops. Apparently, premium carpet is expensive and Tom couldn't afford the whole <laughs> distance. The music in the background stops. And they're all just standing there at the edge of the carpet. And Leslie sighs. <sighs> takes a few tentative, tiny, shuffling Tim Conway-esque steps yeah, out onto good. the ice, trying not to fall. And the rest of the gang start to follow suit with Ron carrying champion. <laughs> and and uh, uh, Leslie reminds him, okay, remember, smile and wave, smile and wave. Mm -hmm. And Gloria Stefan's get on your feet starts up again as the gang very, very slowly shuffles their way towards Ron's tiny stage, which seems like about a mile away at the rate that they're shoveling. And the music fades away again. And everybody is now starting to slip and is danger of falling down. And they're still way far away from the stage. And the crowd gasps as Andy takes a header onto the ice. And <laughs> Ron announces that champion is now peeing. He, he's now peeing. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Gloria Stefan's get on your feet starts up for the third time. Everyone keeps slipping and sliding. They get to maybe within, I don't know, 12 feet of the stage. And maybe. Leslie notices that even though it's maybe three feet off the ground, there's no stairs. <laughs> and then we notice the camera goes to the audience and we see the politicos, William and Elizabeth are in the audience and they're just kind of like, what the hell's going on? They're <laughs> looking at each other perplexed. Mm. Um, 
get on your feet starts up again for a fourth time everybody is in danger of falling now they're just slipping it's like it's just a mess alan i call it the six stooges and and they they <laughs> all sort of so now they get they're trying to get leslie up on the stage but they don't have any firm grip so the, the best they can do is to make a human hillock yeah. by, by the side of the stage when they just kind of meh, just kind of push her up there. And they finally managed to get Leslie barely onto the oh stage. Lord. Essentially, they <clears throat> rolled her into place. Basically, yeah. And <laughs> Leslie is laying on her back, staring up at the ceiling. All of them are huffing and out of breath. And Gloria Stefan's get on your feet. <laughs> for the fifth starts time. up for the fifth time. Holy hell. <laughs> yep. Oh, such uh, a great scene. It was great. Yeah. That that one is so memorable too. I I when I knew we were going to do this episode, I knew immediately that it was going to be that one. And I oh was, yeah. I look forward to that scene every time. Yep. Yep. Well, back at the house, Chris continues his support for Ben and the best way that he knows how. And you can imagine, Mark, it involves lots and lots of herbs and a blender. Yep. Ugh. So yeah, back at Trefka, uh, Ben is now reclining in a chair, looking up at the ceiling, horrified. Yeah. While Chris brings him some sort of awful health smoothie that he made for them both. You know what? I kind of expected him to go into like that Cameron uh, locked in the deer in the headlights look. You know, where you're just staring off into space. He's just going to keep calling me. Yes, keep calling yeah, exactly. me. Exactly. You know what? This is actually kind of a cute scene. Let's have Harvey play this clip. Let's do. Mm -mm. Here you go. Drink up. Because it has every herb in my herb belt. Oh, <laughs> tastes like a belt. <laughs> I know. Isn't it awful? It works <laughs> wonderfully. So tell me, do you admit that you're depressed? How did you know? I didn't even know. The letters to Cleo t-shirt, the unshaven face, the Doc Martens, and... Your hair does not have that normal, uptight, rigid, inflexible Ben Wyatt sense of fun. <laughs> Can't hide these things from your friends. I think I'm feeling better. Herbal smoothie, you have done it again. <laughs> no, it's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, and it looks really, really gross. It does. It looks like the stuff at the bottom of a garden that not even the bugs will eat. Yeah, I, I'm a vegetarian. I don't want anything to do with it. No, that's major league yuck. That's gross. Yep. Yeah. But hey, if it works, maybe I'm on board. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, back at the PSB, Mark, Leslie has finally made it onto the tiny stage. Yep. And things are finally starting to go right here for a second when an unexpected special guest shows up to the event. <laughs> Leslie is on this little, what, two by two, one by one stage. It's it smaller every time we talk about it. Yeah, stamp. it. yeah. It's a, the opposite of different. Yeah, of it's inflation. not a fishing trip. <laughs> She she and the rest of the gang are now on their feet. And then Leslie, barely. And Leslie is smiling and she's ready to start her speech. So she's trying to turn this around. Yeah, she is. Unfortunately, it, it doesn't go uh, well. Uh, her cards got out of order when she fell and she's still kind of flustered. Together we can beat, ob defeat obese children. Oh, that's probably something better. <laughs> so finally, Leslie and the gang, they kind of just, they have to laugh at themselves. And I feel like this just kind of breaks the tension a yeah. little bit. And they admit to the crowd, is this is in this horrible, like this is the, the this worst. Is the, this is the worst political event ever in, in history, you know? And and she says, you but, John Raphael there going, the worst, <laughs> the yeah. worst. But, but she tells everybody, I can assure you, people in the bleachers, if you follow my campaign, it'll be interesting. And then all of a sudden, as you alluded to, Alan, out of nowhere, we hear the voice of Pistol Pete. And 
you know, he, he you see him make his way out onto the ice with a microphone and the audience just cheers because he's a Pawnee legend. Alan. He really is. And, and, and he tells him so. <laughs> <laughs> he says, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Pistol Pete and around here I'm a Pawnee legend. And then we see a basketball goal being slid out onto the ice. And so, yeah. you know, you know what that means. Oh, yeah. And then he says, uh, I just wanted to say that I fully endorse Leslie Nope. She's got a great team behind her and a vote for her. Is a slam dunk. He said it. He did it. And then Pete takes off his jacket to reveal his Pawnee Central basketball jersey with the mascot. We don't talk about. We don't talk about it. And then everybody is. Like Bruno. We don't talk about it. Everybody's cheering. And then someone throws Pete the basketball and he starts dribbling the crowd. Oh, because they want to see him dunk. And he's dribbling the ball and he runs towards the goal and he wipes out spectacularly (laughs) in front of the goal, breaking his arm. I think he made two steps. And and slowly, Tim Conway's her way across the ice to him. April and Andy are cracking up. <laughs> Pistol Pete, everybody. Still got it. Get on your feet. <laughs> Again, that song plays at the worst times. I don't know how much they paid for the rights to that song, but they got their money. To oh, my gosh. They really yep. did. Yep. Well, following the campaign event and back at the house, Leslie and the campaign gang join Ben and Chris and Leslie and Ann have come to an important decision. Fire Ann. <laughs> Damn it, Mark. You have one job. Sorry. Sorry. Ready? Yeah. Fire and yes, yes, indubitably, indubitably. So, yeah, they're back at Tref Cab uh, where Chris is still with Ben. Uh, Leslie, April and Andy uh, enter the house and Ben stands up eager to hear how it went. And despite Andy's initial optimistic take on it, you know, nailed it. uh, (laughs) Leslie tells him, yeah, you know what? The team has a lot of heart and zero know how. And. (laughs) She needs him. She needs him to take Anne's place, which Anne is totally on board with, oh, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Chris is probably her idea. Maybe. Yeah. Chris is slightly protective of Ben, saying, look, he's he's been through a lot. He's on a journey. He may not be ready. But Ben smiles at Leslie and confirms, I'll do it. I'm in. He's done enough exploring of claymation and calzones and I think he is honestly relieved that this is something he can imagine himself doing and yeah, has a job to do. Absolutely. I know we'd all go crazy if we actually, I talk about not having a job, how wonderful it'd be. I'd go nuts. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't do claymation, but I'd go nuts. It, it's much better that I pretend to work. Yeah. At where I'm at. Right, right Rather now, than yeah. actually not work. They're, they haven't caught on yet, have no, they? No, no, yeah, not at all. Genius. Not at all. Genius. Um, and the, the scene ends, Alan, with, uh, you know- a, Leslie fires Anne. Yes. She goes, oh, thank God. Officially, yes. And then B, Leslie gives Ben a little smooch smooch because she's just really cute and stuff. And then C, um, April, who's sitting on the <laughs> couch with uh, Andy and, and Champion, April says, oh, don't make out. It's making Champion sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh so funny champion is the uh is the voice of april so much in this episode i love it champion is like a romantic carry in a canary in a coal mine oh there you go yeah yeah i like that good analogy well mark all that's left is the kicker and the next day leslie and ann visit the hospital you know of ann's namesake that's right and uh, extend an olive branch to pistol pete who apparently will be hanging up his holster for the time being <laughs> so 
Ann and Leslie come to visit him and they're bearing, bearing gifts of cookies and balloon, which is what anybody needs to recover from injuries. And um, Pete appreciates the gifts. And when asked by Ann, if there's anything else, because they feel really bad, Alan. And, yeah. she, and Ann asks, is there anything else that and she kind of takes do? the lead on this? Right. This yes. Apology, yes. Yeah. Yes, she does. Because uh, I think that she's really the one that kind of bonded with yeah, him during yeah, all this talking. True. And she says, well, is there, we feel really bad. Is there anything else we can do? And he suggests, well, you could let me take you to dinner. And Anne tries to kind of subtly sidestep this by saying she's married, only <laughs> to have Leslie call her out. Oh, my God. And then the scene just ends with all three of them standing there looking at each other, like feeling very uncomfortable. <laughs> Fade to black. Awkward. Awkward. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Well, great job on the breakdown, Mark. I, I like your ability to take us to the place when these scenes are so visual and we can't really just hear it through the audio. So well done. You know, audio is theater of the mind. It really is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the voices in my head tell me that all the time. <laughs> You've got a constant theater <laughs> I running. I do. There is a big production going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll do our tropes and firsts and fun facts and deleted scenes and all that good stuff. And then we'll uh, we'll we'll see everybody in a minute. All right. Let's do it, man. We'll be right back. Are you looking for some quick, easy to consume protein, but are tired of your meats coming in the same boring shapes? What if meat loaves were merely one of many meat delivery forms? Hello, this is Ron Swanson. As a meat and protein aficionado, there are many things I can honestly say about Derwin ham loaves. It is meat adjacent on the Swanson Pyramid of Greatness, which immediately puts it a step above vegetables and also above fish, which is practically a vegetable anyway. Derwin ham loaves are available in many of your favorite shapes. If you thought balloon animals were a hit at children's parties, wait till you see what can be done with a big old prosciutto poodle. Best of all, our local contact and spokesperson here in Pawnee, Indiana, is none other than the living legend himself, Pistol Pete DeCilio, regional distributor for Derwin Hamloves. As Pistol Pete says, buying a Derwin Hamloaf is a slam dunk. And while that is not a bad slogan, I prefer to say, get away from my Derwin Hamloaf. Derwin Hamloaves can be found in 13 fantastic shapes. If you would like to get your own, which I clearly recommend, they are conveniently available at your local food and stuff, many of Pawnee's finer gas stations, and in the colder months, most liquor store vending machines right next to the Verner's ginger ale. Derwin Hamloves, it's loaf-tastic. Thank you. That is all. All right, everybody, we're back. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, you know, Mark, we normally do our deleted scenes now. I'll at least mention that there were five of them. They ran about two minutes and 34 seconds if you had the DVDs. They I'd were go okay. Out and watch them. They were okay. Yeah. Fortunately, the one that would I like the most is just a, lo- a little too long, but it features Chelsea Peretti. Oh, yeah. I remember that. So it's too bad that that uh, didn't make it into the cut. But, yeah, uh, she funny. was a script editor on this show at that point. Oh, so yes. Great yep. seer on screen. But normally we might play one of those. Instead, there's a couple really funny bloopers here, Mark. And I'm a little nervous about playing one of them. But I will at least start off slow here. We'll ramp up to the big guy. 
But if you remember the scene where they're at the, you know, uh, the undisclosed building, the name, the building of no name, and they're talking, they're planning, they're strategizing. And then April is starting to talk through champion. Oh, yeah. That was the Jeff building. Yeah. The Jeff building. Yeah. Yeah. The J shelter. The shelter J. J. The, 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 the J shelter. Shelter J. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in shelter J, uh, this is a little bit of an outtake, a blooper on uh, some other stuff April did with that. Scene. And that was where originally in the scenes you go, shut up, man. I yeah, told you you shouldn't talk to me. Yeah. So you're saying there's a blooper of that. Yeah. She goes on a little farther and it, there's a great Rashida Jones reaction. And so, ladies and gentlemen, first, I am intrigued. Second, yeah. I honestly have no idea yeah, I what Alan I did not is about to play this. here. So yeah. I, I am I am going to react honestly uh, to whatever the heck is about to happen. Yeah. So our, our first blooper on the show. That's right. Here we go. Anne, I'm in love with you because you're just like me. You're a dog. Date me, Anne. I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> Construct the stage? Yes, ma'am. I really think we should try and involve this talking dog. Anne, will you go out on a date with me? You're the prettiest dog I've ever seen. <laughs> Anne, remember when we had sex in the gutter on Rodney Street? I'll never forget it, Anne. Oh, holy hell. Oh, my God. <laughs> You know, we, we've heard about the oh. fun they have on some of these fun runs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's clearly the result of a fun run. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Hiroshita just kind of come at uh, Aubrey that way is terrific. I love it. That is outstanding. Yeah. Now, that, that was the mild one. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Okay. I get it. We already had to beep it. I, I, luckily for you, I have six fifths of vodka in my trunk so I can <laughs> prepare for this. Good Lord. Uh, so you're going to play another one. Yeah. <laughs> What's that good, is it? Look, all right. So I, I bet some people already know about this one. It's on YouTube. You can easily find it um, <clears throat> if you want to hear the unaltered version. Mm. It's a reference in time to Kim Kardashian's sex tape. Oh. But it also fits into this fun run scene that we just heard. And now we're going to hear a little bit from Chris Pratt. Okay. Here we go. All right. It's a good comeback story, right? Seabiscuit, The Mighty Ducks, Robert Downey Jr., uh, who Rocky. Else? Yes. Kim Kardashian. Kim, well. In the video, she gets she gets <laughs> on her back, I think. Oh! Oh! Oh, no. Oh! Oh, they gonna make the rap party. Oh! Oh, my gosh. I, I think Jim O'Hare... <laughs> I don't know if he recovered from that. Like, yeah, he, he, he almost, may have had to have surgery. Yeah. He was laughing that hard. Uh, Holy hell. Uh, and Pratt, you know, we've heard we've heard tell that, you know, he's a pretty funny guy. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, not always not blue comedy, as they call it. That he's not G-rated. No, he is not G-rated in this case. No, no. Oh, goodness. <clears throat> so, Alan, let me ask you uh -huh. um, if 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 uh, our loyal viewers at home, yeah. if they were interested in chasing down the one or both of these bloopers yeah. that you have cha you know played for us, where might they find this? You said one they could find on the YouTube. Uh, both, actually, yeah. Just oh, okay. Uh, you could type Parks and Recreation Kim Kardashian. <laughs> oh no, get you the latter. But just Parks and Recreation. Be careful. Season, yeah, yeah. <laughs> be there very could careful. be others. Yeah, make sure your kids are out of the room. Yeah. Uh, 
Parks and Recreation season four bloopers. The whole blooper reel is very funny. So. But it, is it if they have the DVDs at home? Yes. And there's some great ones in there. Joan Calamezzo, of course, Mo, Mo Collins. Collins. Uh, you know, the, she, she's got some great ones. Some very funny stuff. Definitely worth a look. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that was... I did not expect you were that. not expecting. That. No, no, that yeah. I, I love that. See, I, I swear to God, that has shades of Franklin. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was a little bit why I was laughing earlier. I'm like, and you don't even know what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> well, Mark, should we get into our tropes first and fun facts and get this uh, back on the rails? I guess. Just like Leslie's campaign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's do this. Uh, we have a theme this week. Oh, well, Mark, what'd you have on first? I actually had a few this week. Oh, I, I sucked on ice. No, no, okay. no pun intended. I had, I had one. Oh, what so you, you got? you're going to outshine me here. Uh, I said, this is the first time that Leslie and Ben team up on a project outside of the parks and recs office. Like they're actually part of a, of a political uh-huh. team together. Yeah, that's actually true. So nice job. That, that's yeah. all I had. What do you, how about you? Well, you know, and, and this one might be a bit of a stretch, but I don't think so. I said depressed Ben, you know, so really the first time we've kind of seen, you know, Ben let his hair down or let it up, whatever he actually did with it there, um, you know, as he's trying to figure out what he's going to do next. You know what? I think you're right, because we've seen and love yeah. Manic Ben. Manic. Oh, yeah, that's a different that's, band. That's a different band. Yeah. He don't he don't make claymation. And and <laughs> and well, and what's interesting about this, he does I mean, do that, that. A, a, yeah. a tiny spoiler. We see the return of depressed Ben, I believe, at some point in the future. Yeah, so will. this is a very effective yeah, that's, first. So it's a trope. Good call. Yeah, Good call. Um, Jerry comes through. I mean, I think maybe once before, but not to this level where he got 100 people to show up. He did his job. Holy hell. I think you may be right. That didn't even occur to yeah. me. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Um, first appearance of Pistol Pete Distilio. Of course, played by the terrific Tuck Watkins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he, I think he, Pistol Pete makes three appearances overall, if I'm not mistaken. You know what? I almost said Pistol Pete, but I honestly couldn't remember if, if he came back. Yeah. There's a period where Anne's looking for somebody to donate something. Oh, yeah. okay. We'll get into that later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kim Kardashian. No, go ahead. I get two more first, Mark. Uh, this was the first episode of 2012. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I don't think I said that in my normal summary. Hmm. This episode first aired on January 12th, 2012. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This is following the Christmas episode. That it makes was, sense. Absolutely. Right after the break. And then the last first for me was We Meet Champion. Oh, Three-legged yeah. dog extraordinary. How could I miss that? Good yeah. job. Yeah, man. you really did suck on ice. I sweet. did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, make it up to us on tropes. Oh, have I got tropes? Wait, do I have tropes? I have a few tropes. I hope so. Um, one is uh Leslie Ann compliments. Oh, Ann, you beautiful tropical fish. Yeah. That's a great yeah, one. That's a good one. Um, I had uh April versus Jerry. Yeah. Because she kind of goes at him in, in the special way yeah. that only Ann can. I also had something that I think we should have had before this but we probably didn't ava april versus ann when she jumped because she'll jump on ann in a heartbeat that's true you know like like you're doing a really bad job yeah. Ann, because no, you're on the count of how bad good your catch and stuff. Yep. um punching bag jerry because only jerry could be wind up being chastised for being the only one of those bozos to successfully complete his task that's true um ben mugs to the camera 
Yeah. <laughs> what I like is when they introduce Champion to him and they're like, like, well, no, no, he has three legs, but he can do anything a dog can do except for digging. He's really bad at digging. And Ben goes, <laughs> bow, <laughs> looks right at the camera. Um, and finally, uh, woodworking Ron. Yeah. I, I had uh, mine's called Reback, Mark. I came up with an acronym for this because I know you love the acronym. I do. Tref Cab. Yep. <clears throat> Reback, R-I-B-A-C. Ron is best at construction. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, especially with his contractor comment there. Sorry to all the contractors out there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We love you, contractors. Sure we do. Um, I had Kids Table Tom is what I called it. He's got a set on April's yeah, yes, lap. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Um, over the top, Leslie, of course. The good one. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to in this one. Yeah. And I came up with kind of a new one, semi-responsible April. And what I mean by that is, and maybe it could be a, even a first this week, we're starting to see this genesis of April where she's going to kind of not just goof off and she's going to kind of do some things and it's going to lead to future storylines. So I called it semi-responsible April. You know what? Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah. I'll buy that. I think that she's had other instances where she's been pro- it's been a minute but pro- yeah. productive and not yeah. a goof yeah but but this is like with regards to something that someone else is depending on her and for. cares about yeah 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 so All i right. think it's going to be st- the beginnings of a new side of april nice job yeah yeah i didn't have any goofs um and i didn't have any fun facts this week how about you Oh, well, you suck. Yeah, I, know. I, I suck on ice. You suck on ice there uh, because I have some of both. Oh, good. Well, hit us up. Yeah. So there's just a slight continuity goof. This is just a dumb one, but it, it did not affect my enjoyment of the uh, the episode at all. But during the absurdest comedy scene where they're struggling mm-hmm. out on the ice to try and get yeah. to the stage, such a great scene. The six stages. <laughs> the, yeah. um, as the gang struggles to get to this makeshift uh, stage on the ice rink that Ron's built. We see Ron put champion down after he's peeing, he is peeing now. So he puts <laughs> champion down and then the next few shots seem to kind of toggle between champion standing on the ice, uh-huh. being carried by Andy standing on the ice again. And then Andy struggling to pick champion up. So they, he, they, they probably filmed them out of order. No, that wasn't what happened. It wasn't a kind of year at all. They, they, there's a deleted scene that only I know about. Where Champion also peed on Andy, and he had to put him down for a minute. You're making this up. <laughs> you think? Yeah, because I know <laughs> you know why. Because I know your tricks, there, Buster. Because uh, you almost had me. I, I tried. Because you just looked at him like, no, seriously, yeah. that's what happened. Dude. Yeah, that's really what happened. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Um, I like it. And so I had two fun facts. Okay. One is that um, you know we we love Mouse Rat. And we, we love the band uh, members of, of Mouse Rat. You I know, can't wait to that super deluxe edition of that one. I know. I know. We know about it. I know. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll get it shipped by next Christmas. Yeah, let's do that. But um, the uh, Mark Rivers is the drummer yeah. of, of Mouse Rat. Well, he was a real life member of Letters to Cleo. There it is. And then so that, you know, yeah. they, they it's a nice tie in. Sure, I know. Yes. Um, and the other one is... Um, I'll say this is a slight, I guess, spoiler, maybe to those that haven't seen the whole series yet, but it's not a serious one. Um, You know, we hear Ron say, you know, every single contractor in the world is a miserable, incompetent thief, which we love. Yeah. Well, fans of the show also know that in the final season, Ron leaves Pawnee City government to become founder slash owner slash contractor of the very good building and development companies. 
So this is how I look at it. Somehow it seems fitting that a man who worked in government, despite <laughs> hating the government, yes. ends up working as a contractor, despite, despite hating contractors. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrific. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nice job on the goofs and the fun facts there. You saved us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, should we jump into our score and get this thing done? Then send everybody home? Let's do this thing, man. All right. Well, I'm going to launch right into my MVP. Um my MVP for this episode is Adam Scott as Ben Wyatt. And, and this was this was a tough one for me. Uh, so this is kind of my reasoning. I, I liked both of the storylines a lot. Yeah. And I thought this was a really strong episode overall. Not no uh, spoilers here meant. But uh, I, I wouldn't say that I liked the Ben storyline more than the Leslie storyline. I liked it nearly as much, but there were less people involved in his storyline to to split the glory slow so to speak um the leslie storyline to its credit felt more like an ensemble effort uh whereas the ben storyline gave adam shot adam scott a little bit more of a chance to shine yeah i, I like that good, um, good 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 rationale and i think i know we've talked about adam scott's fantastic ability to play the straight man like the modern day bob newhart blah 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 but even so in this episode when champion comes clumbering into the room to stare at him <laughs> his delivery of yeah. Hi. <laughs> it just had me on the floor. I love that. Um, a few additional notes. I want to give some props to Rob Lowe as Chris Traeger as well. Alan, you may recall a couple episodes uh, ago, the trial of Leslie. Nope. Yes. I picked Rob Lowe as my MVP, saying it was probably the best Chris episode since flu season. Yeah. And then I miss that Chris, like, yeah. cause we've seen creepy Traeger and we've yes. seen weird Traeger and this over the top Traeger. I like this Chris. I've yeah. missed it. And, yeah. and I felt like this episode had that Chris present again. I'm not saying that it was exactly as strong as he was in trial. Leslie Nope or flu season, but his character and his mannerisms and how lovable he was. I felt like it was in the same vein with this. It episode. was a slightly smaller part this week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it felt like he was still that Chris that I love. And I'm, I'm glad he's not gone away on sabbatical or anything. Yes. Um, it is hard not to enjoy April and Andy. They had so many good. Shut up, man. Don't talk to me. Or, <laughs> so I made ramen in the coffee pot and I broke everything. <laughs> um This episode was no exception. They were fantastic in this, especially with the addition of champion the three-legged wonder dog oh, so totally good. love it yeah um i've mentioned in the past how i'm a sucker for the gang having an avengers assemble moment yes. kind of working yes. together yes, to have. achieve a common goal and this was no exception i yeah. i found it just very satisfying you i hear that you comic book nerds really love that stuff oh are you kidding me yeah I cracked up for about 10 seconds straight when champion peed on Rob. <laughs> He's peeing. He's now peeing on me. <laughs> um, small nitpick. I wish they could have used Donna more. I don't even think she had any lines. Uh, well, and there's a good point in the deleted scene. It's all her. It's basically her back at the office holding down the parks department and she's doing yeah. she's going into the makeup you're thing, right, YouTube right. videos, Chelsea Peretti. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame that they couldn't get some piece of that in there. You know what? That's a great point, though. So clearly they intended to have her as more. Yes. And, and that unfortunately, those yeah. were more of the scenes that were able to be cut and not that, dig into the plot. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I will cut to the chase, uh, Sir Allen of the Roundtable. And here's the crazy Mark Rubric. Let's hear it. All right. 
I really enjoyed both storylines. I thought that they were both delightfully ludicrous and bizarre and funny. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5 base score. Okay. Pretty high. I Pretty feel strong. like it yeah. deserves it. I'm going to give uh, a whole point for a great performance by episode MVP. Adam Scott as Ben Wyatt, my MVP at least. Um, I'm also going to give half a point for a good performance by Rob Lowe. It's Chris Traeger. I, I, I kind of feel like I want to reward him for his first sticking around and being lovable Traeger, not creepy Traeger. Uh, I thought he did a good job. I also am going to I know I just gave my comment about Donna. So this is going to seem like a contradiction, but I'm going to say a nice job utilizing the deep comedic bench with the exception of Donna and and also for the Leslie storyline, making it seem like a team effort. I, I like that. I, I'm a sucker for that. And it worked for me this episode as well. Uh, I got a couple of cheater combos, as I tend to do. Oh boy. Um, so I'm what... shocked. You want to see my shock face again? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So I'm going to give a half point for what I call the nerd combo, which is calzones and claymation yeah. that had me on the floor. That's good. I like the claymation. I thought it was kind of interesting. Is is I will never do it again. If he only had maybe four or five months, we could see a whole nother minute. Oh my gosh. Um, and then the other half point uh, I'm, combo I'm going to give is I'm going to call the Swanson combo because um, the two scenes in particular, Tom, be a man and sit on that girl's lap, had me in stitches and he is peeing. He is now peeing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Ron. Um, I'm going to give half a point for champion, the three legged wonder dog, because he can do anything another dog can do. Except for digging. digging. He's really bad at digging. <laughs> Just because he makes me smile. I, I love Champion. Finally, I'm going to give a whole point to the freaking absurdist nature of them slipping and sliding and shuffling across the ice to Gloria as Stefan's get on your feet. Too funny for words. The whole cast did an excellent, excellent job. So, Alan, you add up all those points, and I'm giving this one 9.0 Little Sebastians. Nice. I, I felt like this episode had several, several strong, iconic, meme-worthy moments. It was hilarious. It was really satisfying. I think I would have scored it a little bit higher, in fact, if, if it had maintained its highest levels <laughs> of awesomeness all the way through. There were maybe a couple of parts where it started to drag a little bit. Yeah. But but, uh, you know, that is just a quibble. Uh, even so, nine little Sebastians. It's a strong score. And this episode doesn't have anything to be embarrassed about. So that's it for me, man. What you got? Nice job. Well, <clears throat> let me start with the ways in which you're wrong. Yeah. Your MVP is incorrect. No. And then your score is also no, it's it's fine. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, um. My MVP, I did co-MVPs this week. I did mm -hmm. Rashida Jones, Rob Lowe, one from each storyline, because I felt like they played a very interesting role in propelling those storylines in ways in which those two characters don't often get to do. Hmm. Um, we've talked about like kind of like Anne as a supporting role versus kind of a leadership role. Here, she's clearly in a leadership role. She's trying to, you know, promote and help Leslie get this campaign done. She makes the right decision to get herself out of the mix at the right time. You know, she just isn't really the right person for this job. And, right. You know, I just thought she did a really, Rashida Jones specifically did a very good job of helping propel that particular storyline and kind of keeping the glue of the gang, the campaign gang. Well, yeah, she was definitely more in the spotlight than just like supporting on the yes. side because she was kind of thrust there by Leslie. Yeah. And yeah, it wasn't the right role for her in the long term. Right. But yeah, she did a great job. Yeah. I agree. And and she played therapist to Pete DeCilio. Poor Pete, you know, 
daddy issues apparently. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So I'm surprised she isn't more interested in him actually. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then on the flip side, I, I did, I, I kind of like you, I feel like the Chris that we love, so to speak was back. Um, you know, he's, he's ranged from kind of like, um, empty Chris to annoying Chris, to over-the-top Chris, and now back to kind of the lovable, likable Chris that I think he's going to need to be for some of the plot lines that are coming up in the future. I, I completely agree. I feel like he, had, weird arc. Yeah. he has his intensity in this yes. episode, but he's likable. Yeah, it's it's very Chris. The, you know, the smoothies. Hey, let's just go for a run and get our endorphins going. You know, I mean, it's it's totally in character, but that, that character this time wasn't like really in my crawl annoying, which a couple of weeks ago, yeah. I really had some trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I actually didn't love him in Trial of Leslie and Open. There was an episode or two before that where I was also annoyed with him, if you recall. So I was really glad to kind of see this crest this week. Well, that the, the trial Leslie and Nope is one place where you and I will differ, but, will, I, but, I, but I, I get your reasoning. Yeah. We had the same score, but I think we came at it different ways. Yeah. And, this episode, like that one a little bit, I, I felt myself going between an eight and a half and a nine. Um, I'm like you, and I think you said it pretty well. If this had matched its peak intensities on comedy and plot more evenly and across both storylines, I could have easily seen going 9.5 on this one just because it had so many funny moments. Yeah. But I think those dips, those kind of denouements, um, I think, you know, they just they detracted a little bit and they they capped it at a nine for me this week. Awesome. OK. Yeah. So, you know, oh, champion kissing, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. That was very funny. April and Andy played a big part in this one, too, in a weird sort of little way. Like they are just great comic relief. Not like oh, the show yeah. needs more comic relief, but yeah. their, their silliness is, is is really good. And, you know. And they have they have their moments in some episodes where they, they it's more of an April Andy storyline and they come at that a certain way. This one, they're just background humor. And I, I really enjoyed it. But good background. But humor. Good background. Yeah. Humor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like you also missed Reddit in this episode. But I will stick with my 9.0. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Mark, I think that about does it for us then. Next week, we'll be back with season four, episode 12, campaign ad. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Introducing the one and only Bobby Newport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Nick Newport Jr. Mm. We'll have to figure out what happened to him. Like, do you think the FBI has like a bolo out to see what the hell happened to him? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Not exactly sure. Or his kids that have the vests on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cody and uh, no. Schmody, I don't know. I, I forget their names. <laughs> Dakota? Yeah, yeah. You know what? One of them was right. Dakota. Yeah. Oh, man, it's been a minute. Fanning? No. Uh, South? No. I don't know. Stick with Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, we'll figure it out next week. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening, and we look forward to talking to you next week. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of The Creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompony.com for more details or to contact us. <laughs> I hate computers. Oh, God. Good God.